Howdy doody. Everybody, welcome to another Homebrewed podcast. This time we have Central Coast musician Chelsea Berman swinging by the studio. Yeah, our own country music queen. Uh, she comes back for a return visit, which yeah. I don't know what number that puts us at, but it's cool. It's cool. So puts her in a, an exclusive club, that's for sure. Well, we do get an exclusive in we this do. interview as well. So if you didn't have any good enough reason uh, to listen, you do now. Great chat with Chelsea. We cover a whole range of things from her cooking tutorials to her new EP, which is due out in January, which we got a special physical copy of, which made us feel real, real special. Real special because not only is it a physical copy and not a link, but it was also, it's not out till January 22nd. That's massive. The EP. So it's, it's more than a whole month in advance. So we were thrilled for with that. So please do enjoy our chat with Central Coast country musician, Chelsea Berman. Thanks for coming in. Now, it's been a very busy period for mm. you. I mean, outside of music as well, we'll get to that <laughs> a little bit later on. But we last spoke to you a little bit over a year ago and you had... Oh, it's that long ago. Wow. Yeah, it's been that long. And <laughs> you were saying you were going to go to Nashville and yeah. COVID hit. Did you manage to get over there? I didn't. No. No, it was, I was supposed to go there end of May. So that was kind of like where everything was crazy. Yeah. So, no. And that would have been the first time. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So you still desperate to get over there yeah pretty much but i think it will probably be quite a while now until i actually get over there so it does seem that way quite a pain but you did still have some nashville connections which we are going to get to a mm. little bit later on in the chat but the the track that we just came in off your call um the video for that is really really cool really well put together it's super professional and, and like kind of carries it's like got this real i guess grand Grand mm. is a word that's coming to my head kind of feel like to that. it. <laughs> um, and, but my question to you, and for those who haven't seen it, I would encourage you to go watch it. It's, it's really cool. It's stripped back. It's beautiful. But was it hard for you to not be distracted by someone circling you with a camera when you're in the moment? Um, yes, <laughs> I'd say so. Luckily, there wasn't too many people in the room. Um, I did want it to be because I wanted to be able to you know, put a lot of emotion into it. So I didn't want too many people watching because that just makes it a bit nerve wracking. Um, but luckily there was only really the cameraman and one other person. So it was okay. It didn't distract me too much. <laughs> it's it was just watching it going like, and you were, you, you owned it. You were oh, in thanks. the moment. You could tell me, I was just like in my head, I'm trying to imagine what you were looking at. It was just somebody just circling, <laughs> circling around, around and around with the camera, but it made for an awesome video. It was really, really cool. Thank you. What, um, what inspired that one? How'd that one get in the works? Um, the video or the song or both? Both actually. Both. I was okay. asking about the video, but both. Um, yeah, I guess the song, um, I really wanted to do something quite stripped back and different, um, which it is quite different to my other songs. Um, but I guess when I went into the writing session, so this one I wrote with two Australians, um, one artist called Melanie Dyer and another producer called Michael Carpenter, um, who I've worked with a bit. And yeah, I kind of went into the writing session wanting to write something quite sad, um, was in the in the feels. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think I actually went in there wanting to write something about being someone's plan B, which is what the song's about. But I was thinking more, I guess, along uh, friendship side of things, um, because that's something I've, you know, experienced a lot in my life. But then we kind of started writing it and it started becoming about this relationship and something a bit different. So yeah. And the video, um, that's again, something I wanted to be quite stripped back and quite 
just simple because I really, yeah, wanted to put that emotion into it and that be mm. kind of the center of the video, I guess. So, yeah, just wanted it to be something simple and I thought the piano was a good um, addition because obviously that's in the song. So, yeah. Just match the tone with the video. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You said you went in wanting it to be sad. Yeah. So we obviously <laughs> were you just having a bad day? Was it like peak COVID when you went into right? Like No, this was actually last year, so it was before COVID, so I wasn't upset about that. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know what you had to be upset about. <laughs> didn't know what I was up it against. It gets worse. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I think I guess I was writing a lot of the same kind of songs. Um, you know, there's really upbeat fun songs, which obviously I love, but I wanted to really show, I guess, a different side and show some emotion and um, really bring that out there. So that was kind of, I guess, why I want to try a sad song. <laughs> is that nerve-wracking, being a bit more vulnerable in your music? Yeah, for sure. And I didn't really know, just because it was so different to what I had been releasing, I didn't know how people would feel about it or if they'd like it. But, yeah, it came across really well and people really liked it, which I was grateful for. <laughs> and, and like, you know, you said you wanted to get in there and write a sad song. Was it therapeutic in that? I mean, like, were, mm. you, were you in the throes of that emotion when you wrote the song or had you kind of remembered this and thought, well, I need to, this is how I'm going to deal with it. Yeah. I'd say it was probably more remembering because I think it's more, I guess when I was kind of in high school and, you know, going through different friendships as you do. Um, and yeah, I think I was just kind of remembering that feeling and really just wanting to get it out though. I did have this idea in my, you know, notes on my phone for quite a while. So I was kind of sitting there and I just wanted to find the right people to write it with, I guess. So, and luckily I did. <laughs> How'd you go about that process? Finding the people. Yeah. Yeah. So Mel Dyer, um, huge fan of her. She's a country artist from Australia as well. Um, and I had written with her once before and really loved, um, you know, what we came up with. That was wherever I'd go. Um, so yeah, I just thought I'd um, really want to write with her again. And she really related to the theme of the song as well, which worked really well. Um, and then we had Michael Carpenter and he's really, you know, the music person, the producer. So he really, um, I guess, brought that side of things to the song um, and really thought about how it was going to sound um, and everything like that. So, yeah, definitely a good combination. I can imagine it would flow, like, really, really well, like you said, when you find someone that it gels with. But on the flip side of that, have you had experiences that are the opposite where you get in the studio or you get in the writing session and it just doesn't happen? Mm, yes. I, I imagine <laughs> that would just be, like, that would be a bit of a punish. Yeah, it is because you kind of are trying to really finish this song. Like I have had a few writing sessions where maybe we've only just got through the first verse and possibly a chorus um, and you're kind of sitting there for hours trying to finish it, but you just know that's not going to happen. Like you really have to be in the right headspace and really, I think, connect with the song. And sometimes you just are trying to write this song that you're just really not connecting with and it's really a pain to finish it. So you're just kind of both sitting there and then someone just has to call it and say, yeah, let's try this another day. <laughs> Especially if you have like different visions mm. for the song too. Like you might be like, okay, I want this to be about friendship. Yeah. And then the other I was going, oh, I'm feeling more of a relationship vibe out of this. If one of you don't sort of give or like you're mm. still like very, not arrogant, what's the word I'm thinking of? Stubborn. Like you're both mm. quite stubborn towards your ideas. Yeah. It's sort of like, it's very difficult to find an end product. Yeah. So how did you then, for you, you said you wrote it wanting more the relationship side, mm. sorry, friendship, and it transformed into the relationship. Yeah. How was that process for you? Was that just where you naturally went with it? Was it a different voice telling you to go that way? Yeah, I think it was just kind of a combination. Like I think someone, I don't remember exactly because it was quite a while ago, but I think someone kind of brought up a really good line, you know, that made more sense with the relationship. And I was like, yes, I just need that in there. So then we kind of, I guess, worked from there. Um, I try not to be, you know, stubborn when I'm going into writing sessions because I know that 
a lot of the time really good things come out of, you know, things that just come up in the writing session. So I'll always come with an idea, but a lot of the time that's probably not the idea we actually write and that's totally fine. Um, you know, I can use it another time, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just kind of what comes out of it is really cool. And someone else you collaborated with that I saw on your social media was mm-hmm. another artist and you did a cooking show <laughs> together or yes. a live stream cooking mm. barbecue thing. You tell us about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, so that's my friend Abby Ferris. She's a country um, artist as well. She's from South Australia. And basically we're, we're good friends and um, a few times we got together and we decided to cook um, and none of us can cook, so... It was interesting. So we basically did that a few times. And then in, you know, isolation, she was obviously in South Australia. I was here. We um, wanted to do something fun. Um, so we decided to do kind of a virtual cooking live stream on Facebook, um, which was interesting. So basically, you know, she cooked one week and I kind of directed her through it over the live stream. <laughs> so, so you were in, like, you were like, now do this. Do yeah. This. Did she have any input? into how it was going to no. go. You, she just did what you told her to. <laughs> yeah, she week. just did what I told her. Wow. So it was really dangerous. fun. <laughs> but dangerous, yeah. Because, yeah, obviously, I don't know what she's, what I'm doing. She doesn't know what she's doing when it comes to hooking. The so blind leading the blind. Pretty much. Yeah. And then we swapped and I cooked one week. And then actually um, a few nights ago, she's in New South Wales at the moment visiting, which is awesome to see her. And we got to do one in person. So that was the barbecue one. And that actually went quite well. <laughs> It looks good. Skewers. Yeah, yeah you look, can't really look, mess it up. No, they look good. They look really, really you good. You say that, but sometimes skewers are the hardest thing to cook because it's either burnt to a crisp on the outside mm. or it's raw in the middle. Yeah, and if it's chicken, yeah. you have big dramas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did have chicken. Yeah, chicken fine. skewers <laughs> are my favourite. Are you still with us? So <laughs> right. <laughs> and what about the merch that accompanied that? Yeah, so we came up with an idea. Well, actually, Abby came up with the idea. I won't take the credit. Um, <laughs> to do an apron um, because, you know, that makes sense. Uh and we were discussing last night and we never thought an apron would be part of our merch line, but now it is. So it says cooking with Abby and Chelsea and it has little illustrations on it. So it's quite cute. And <laughs> have you had many sales? I think we had a few last night. Yeah, so cool. I know. It's a bit, I, I don't really know why anyone would want it, but <laughs> it's interesting. It's I can fun. just imagine you like playing at a festival and then looking out and the crowd's In just the full of aprons. Yeah, <laughs> That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, yeah, when you're playing in Nashville, get them to hold up their aprons. Yeah, while they're eating their, you know, whatever they eat over there. Lots of meat. Lots <laughs> yeah, of meat. Yeah, I, I think, think yeah. so. That's all I've ever got from it. Yeah. <laughs> Something else which is cool is Spotify wrapped. So mm. that obviously comes around at the end of every year. It always gets me by surprise. I don't really realize it's coming and then my Instagram stories are just flooded Full of it, yeah. with Instagram <laughs> rap. Like it is strange. I was actually wanting this on the in the car on the way here because I was listening to my playlist, which is great. But they, why do they release it at the start of December? Like it was meant to be wrapped. Wouldn't you release still got another month. it just before the new year? Mm. And then that December period, does that go into your next year or what is that? Yeah, I was thinking that land? too. I have so many questions. <laughs> I don't know. Does it, does it work like the hottest 100 countdown? Where it's like mm. from this date to this date. Because, yeah, I'm not too sure. But anyway, we're, you're Spotify wrapped. Um, <laughs> when we interview Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Ask them those questions. You wouldn't have the answers. No. <laughs> um, over 100,000 streams, 37,000 listeners from 69 different countries. Mm. How, how do you sort of take that in? Because obviously when you see large numbers, it's very hard to sort of comprehend. Yeah. I don't think I can really comprehend it, I guess. You don't really, unless, you know, you had literally 100,000 people standing in front of you and then you can kind of see how many people it is. But, um, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, it's hard to think of it as more than just a number, but you really think that these are, you know, that many people that are 
listening to your songs, listening to them multiple times, you know, people from, yeah, 69 different countries. I don't think I could even name 69 <laughs> countries. <laughs> so, yeah, it's awesome. And but, yeah, it'd be cool to have that global reach mm. when you're just like, you know, you're a, a local musician just trying to get your stuff out there, which you have difficulties with, which you might touch on a little bit yeah. later on. But like, you're trying to push your music out there and then to find people in 69 different countries are enjoying mm. what you do. Yeah, it's crazy. And even because obviously through this year, I've been doing a lot of Facebook live streams and that's really helped me, you know, reach people from other countries. Like I have people from England and America on there saying, you know, it's 6am where we are watching this live stream. And I'm like, why are you awake? (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's really cool. Yeah. How do you compare the nerves of doing a live stream to like being on a stage? Yeah. Like I feel like I would be more nervous if I was live streaming because I'm not getting feedback from those people. Like who knows Mm. what they're doing on their screen? Yeah, it is quite different. I think I am probably more nervous for live streams for a few reasons. One, because it kind of stays online forever unless you delete it. Um, Whereas, you know, performance is kind of one off. And if you stuff up, you know, in one song, no one's ever going to really see it again. But live streams can be played over and over. (laughs) Uh, Another one, yeah, it's kind of you don't know who's watching, how many people are watching. Like sometimes it shows. But, you know, if you're doing kind of one on stage, you don't have the laptop in front of you. You don't even know how many people are watching and that's kind of weird too because you could literally just be playing to your mum and dad but you don't know so yeah i think it is more nerve-wracking doing the live streams and definitely not the same dynamic it'll be a bit awkward yeah i'd imagine at least solo i don't know it depends Mm -hmm. you know like the cooking video that was that worked fine yeah, because we could kind of talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I feel like if you're on your own, you'd be like, oh, hey, guys. Um, yeah. And, and so kudos for making it work because I reckon I'd just stumble the first time. And the interaction mm. with the audience would be a bit delayed too. Yeah, it is. So you're saying something and then by the time they receive it on their end, then think of something to type to mm. reply. Like you've got to come up with something in that like 10-second <laughs> yeah. window to cover and then you've got to go back to the comments like it would be really awkward and weird yeah it definitely can be awkward um and yeah kind of and sometimes also if you have like a weird comment and you're just reading out all the comments you have to i've realized you have to read the comment first you know in your head to make sure it's like you want to say out loud yeah sometimes you can have weirdos on there and they say something really weird and, and then you saying that is yeah. on the internet forever and then i'm like oh my god because <laughs> that that's something that i also i, I wasn't actually going to bring it up but there, there is definitely the some fair in your comments mm, I've, yeah. I was doing like you know a bit of brushing up on your socials last night mm. and it's just a few consistent names that popped up <laughs> saying some, yeah. some strange things how do you like deal with those kind of people yeah um <laughs> depends most of them you know are pretty harmless and they do you know listen to my songs and buy my merch and stuff so i don't really mind it's just when they you know say things that are inappropriate or anything that's you know even annoying if they're you know really persistent about things messaging you all the time most of the time I end up just blocking them um, but I did actually have some awkward messages last week two people that I'd blocked on Instagram um, found me on Facebook my music page and messaged me and said oh just wondering why you blocked me and I had to make out like I, I didn't block them hopefully they're not listening to this <laughs> and go and unblock them because they're like oh I don't think I did anything wrong anyway so I unblocked them but oh. I'm, I'm getting more strict with it because I just I don't like it and then had that sort of, what's the word, like when they go to prison, not rehab, but like what's the, anyway, <laughs> like so the, when they, yeah. so once you unblock them, mm-hmm. had they then come back sort of more normal than what yeah, they had? Yeah, they did. So they weren't so weird. Like so the worked. punishment worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, all right, you get a picture, you've been a bit weird. Yeah. Give it, give it a few months and see if they yeah. fall back into old so habits. But maybe it did help. <laughs> 
we, we'll, um, we'll move from weird people and we'll get to your, your new EP, which isn't yes. called Weird People. No. We actually have a this physical is, is, copy. Yeah, we've got a physical copy in front of us. It's not out till January. Yeah, January 22nd. Late, mid-January. Yeah. The 22nd, as you just yeah. mentioned. <laughs> is there a little cookbook inside of there. Oh, I don't there think that would be a good idea. A recipe I, book. Look, that's a bad idea. If you, and Abby do, yeah, if you and Abby do a collaborative album, you can just do like do just all the worst recipes in the world. <laughs> yeah, I actually do like that idea. Just looking through the credits, there's no mention of homebrewed. Oh. oh, no. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Obviously, you didn't get our email. Uh, <laughs> Please give me credit on the EMP. <laughs> well, I think we joked last time we were in that you, your next song had to just mention homebrewed in it somewhere. Mm. We've we've tried to put that on a, a number of artists. Yeah. None of <laughs> Has them anyone done it? No. Not yet. No. Not Actually, no. Nah, we've just appropriated songs that were written for other reasons. Yeah. That they were written. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Wax Fins had a song called Homebrew. Yeah, that's man. That's one that I was thinking of. So we thought it was for us, but yeah, they, yeah. they just forgot the ED. It, yeah, <laughs> it happens a lot. <laughs> tell, tell, tell us about your the EP though. I mean. That whole production process was is was this a product of isolation? Um, yeah, pretty much. Like some of the songs I had written last year, um, but I hadn't recorded them yet. And yeah, I think it kind of came to isolation in my Nashville trip, pretty much getting cancelled because I was planning on doing an EP, but it was going to be kind of a later in the year project. Um, but then, yeah, my Nashville trip got cancelled and I was like, well, I don't know what else I'm going to do. So decided to go in the studio and just start recording. And, um, yeah, recorded the first one, which is Can You Just Not? And, yeah, that went really well. And then I just kept going and uh, kept writing in isolation. I did quite a few, you know, Zoom writes, which was awesome. And um, those are most of the songs on the EP. So, yeah, definitely an isolation project, which is cool. And there was definitely the, the Nashville collaboration mm. in there as well. You didn't get to go there physically, but you did still work with some artists from Nashville yeah. over Zoom, was it? Yeah, over Zoom. So that was awesome. Um, I got to write with Phil Barden and Jason Duke, and they've written with some, you know, incredible um, American country acts. So it was so awesome to be able to write with them, even though it wasn't in person, but <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Sometime in the next, well, in six years' time when borders reopen, yeah, literally, <laughs> you can finally record something in Nashville because yes. you spoke to us last time. It has ever since you were younger, it's always been a dream of yours to head over there. Mm. So, yeah, you, you had the songwriting experience, but you weren't walking down the streets of yeah. Nashville taking in inspiration and influences and mm. everything yeah. like that. Not as good. <laughs> but it's just going to make it all the more spectacular when you finally do get there. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose it gives you an opportunity to develop a greater network over there. Yeah. So when you go, it'll be even more homey. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I keep connecting with people on, you know, social media and um, people that I can write with over there. So, yeah, just kind of building up those connections. And when I do go over there eventually, I'm sure it will be very good. <laughs> and the... Uh, the, the thing that also stuck out to me with the Spotify, I mean, all of those different countries was actually the the broad appeal of country music too, which mm. is really, really cool. I mean, is that something you were aware of that the, the your reach would extend so far into so many countries? Because like everybody mm. likes to have shots of country music, but you have listeners from 70 different countries. And that's yeah. not something that a lot of genres can 
can lay claim to, you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I did notice definitely, you know, in the country um, industry, a lot of people's Spotify raps were, yeah, crazy amount of countries. Um, and I think that really does show that country music is getting so much more popular in a range of different countries. I think when people think about country music, they usually just think about America and usually Nashville and that side of um, things. But I think definitely countries are starting to like it a lot more you know it's huge now in Canada and England and Australia too it's getting a lot bigger so yeah it's really awesome to see that even I find a lot of music even if it's like a a hip-hop based song you find a bit more of like a country twang Mm. on like either if it's a feature artist or just like there's parts of it which are obviously country influenced and inspired yeah so have you you also found that like just the rise of country not just within like your your friend group or like your musical peers like Mm. the broader as well because you'd know more international country artists than Eamon and I would yeah so you've, you've found that as well like it does seem to be growing yeah, for sure. And yeah, there's been so many like collaborations with country artists and, you know, pop and yeah, hip hop and R&B and all that. And it's really cool to see. Um, sometimes they're interesting, <laughs> those collaborations, <laughs> yeah. but well, a lot of the time they're good. Way. So yeah, it's cool to but see. You look at Old Town Road. Mm. That was one of the biggest hits uh, last year, year before, 2018, yeah, I think it? it was. One of the years. Yeah. yeah. But that was huge and like it still gets played on radio now. And that's... Yeah. There's a like a bit of a hip-hop beat behind it, but mm. it's very country-focused. Yeah, and I think that was kind of a, kind of a turning point in a way of people like mm. seeing that kind of country music could be played, you know, on mainstream radio and be so big. So although it wasn't, I do like it and that it, you know, made country music in a way become more popular, I think. But you also don't like it? Oh, I think I've just heard it too many times. I think I've just heard it too many times. I thought it might have been like as a country artist, purist, it's like a... Oh, no, I'm not really Nothing like, like that. that. Some people definitely <laughs> are. Some people are like, oh, this isn't country music, but I don't really like that. Just anything that's sort of like supporting country music you're yeah, all for. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. cool. Yeah. It's like that with some things. It's like, you know, the purists are always on one side or the other. Mm. Whereas you're just like, it's mentioning this, like it's giving it more exposure yeah you should just be happy and i think probably a lot of people think my songs aren't very country but um i guess then people that like you know other genres and are you know more into pop they'll listen to mine and they'll think it's really country so everyone just has a different opinion i think yeah. and yeah that's an interesting point if you're if you're coming from a pop background you'll listen to your music and say it's very country yeah but if you're like a country purist listen to your music they'll say it's too poppy yeah exactly so you can't win yeah <laughs> you never can with people though yeah. you know, like the purists they're always going to be there but yeah like just let people do what they want to do. I mean, yeah. if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it. And that goes for, for all sides of it. Mm. And, you know, you've obviously found yourself a very successful little niche and spot within yeah. within the industry. Um, of Speaking of the, like the kind of wider Australian industry, Tamworth, things like that, is that going to be happening next year? It's is already it? been cancelled. It was cancelled yeah, a few months ago, actually, which was quite early. Um, for I next think year? Everyone, yeah, I think everyone was a bit surprised. But I think because just so much planning goes into it, they kind of knew that they weren't going to be able to put it on as it usually is. There still is, you know, a few shows going on and I think the awards are still happening, but it's definitely not going to be the festival that it usually is, which is quite sad. Yeah, because that's always such a massive event mm. like for you in particular on like yeah. country followers. Yeah, and that was kind of lining up perfectly with my EP release and <laughs> I could have done a show there, but no, unfortunately not. Sadly not. Are you, just to sort of go back a little bit with like, the whole country pop, which is sort of, I guess, a genre you fall into? Yeah. Are you making conscious decisions to stay within like the country pop 
or do you want to slide more country or slide do a Taylor Swift and slide more pop? Because that's probably the biggest example that you yeah. hear from all the time. Yeah, no, I think I'm pretty kind of happy in the lane that I'm in at the moment, I guess. Um, I do think with this EP, you know, compared to my last one, which was two years ago now, uh, my sound has changed quite a bit. It definitely still is country pop, but probably, you know, a bit more poppy in songs, a bit more country in songs. I'm just kind of doing whatever, working with my producer. I worked with a different producer for this EP, um, Rod McCormack from the Central Coast, so local, which was awesome. Um, And yeah, he just brought, you know, new ideas to the table and it was just, I really liked how it all turned out so yeah not really planning on moving into anything different but i guess we'll see what happens <laughs> you can ever flow in and out like yeah. we just heard taylor swift one of her most recent album because she's dropping another one today i think yeah she, oh well yeah you days it's worse. like folklore the sister ever yeah like war or something I can't, I, <laughs> so, so much conviction <laughs> <laughs> whatever but so the one, like obviously Folklore's dived back in more to the country mm. side of things, where before that it was very poppy. Very pop, yeah. So you can come in and out of, like it's not yeah. really going to matter. Yeah, no, I don't think so. And as you said with the, the Your Call video, I mean, you've kind of sh- demonstrated your versatility, which is really, really cool as an artist. I mean, you can mm. go there and you can go back and you can kind of do what you want. Yeah. Um, to have that scope under your belt just gives you more options. Yeah, exactly. And more options is always better <laughs> rather than less. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, in general, that's a good general. rule to go by. <laughs> so the release of this uh, EP, 22nd of January, are you able to plan anything for it or is it still a bit touch and go? I mean, like shows-wise, anything like that? What can we yeah, expect? Yeah, so I haven't announced it yet, but I'll announce it now, I guess. Oh, <laughs> exclusive. Exclusive. I know you guys like your exclusive. We do. <laughs> we like our exclusive. Um, so, yeah, we'll be doing a show. It's going to be a live show but also live streamed, so it kind of does both. Um, cause I did actually ask a group of my supporters and I kind of said, you know, would you prefer a live stream so everyone can watch it or would you prefer, you know, an in-person show? And they kind of said both. So that's what I did. <laughs> um, so it's going to be an actually in Taree, so not too local. In Taree? Um, yeah, because they have a really good, uh, live stream kind of facility there. That's where I did one of my previous live streams and what? I just couldn't find anything that I really liked that was a bit closer. So Started to do it there, but I guess the live stream element means really anyone can watch it anywhere. So, mm. yeah, hopefully that will be good for most people. Because <laughs> we, we, we've had that conversation with so many local artists that there's a lack of venues mm. on the Central Coast. And that's for all genres. Like it's yeah. not just country music or like pop and hip hop that has nothing. Like there's just, there's not a lot around. Yeah. The only really things that are around is like, you know, big auditoriums or things that you're going to have big shows at and that's obviously not really the stage I'm at at the moment so I wanted something you know smaller more intimate and yeah I have tried to find some places you know previously last year but um yeah just nothing really around that was suitable so hopefully things do start turning up and people start kind of seeing the need for it because yeah I really would love to do a local show. It's disappointing like obviously for the local artists but we've also had guests from like Queensland and Sydney who we've played on our show, like they'll message us and be like, hey, we want to do a show on the coast. Yeah. You know, what are some good venues? And it's like, mm. <laughs> you get rid of the word good and just say, what are some venues yeah. that I can play it on the coast? Because there's just that few. Mm. I'm not saying they're not good venues, but I'm just saying there's not a lot yeah. to choose yeah. from on the coast unless you're playing at a pub or club. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of sad, but hopefully that will change soon. Well, I, I do know that the Beery... This has been a long gripe of mine. <laughs> the Beery who, who have been, they put on live shows, but they've just never had the venue to put on live shows. It's been quite frustrating going to a show that's sweaty and not yeah. ventilated and you can't see and there's poles. And, They're anyway, tucked away in a corner on yeah, the stage so like it's all good. Major renovations that have been for the last little bit. 
Uh, and as part of that, they are prioritizing live oh. music within that, I have been told. Mm. By some oh. I've also, I'm aware of another venue. It's, I don't think it's been released. I, I don't want to say anything <laughs> on the record, but I'll, I'll tell you when we so finish up. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, there's another venue which is sort of, it's not a music venue, but they're transforming to be able to host live music. Yeah. So once that isn't announced, we'll be sure to let you know. But yeah. And that is a direct result of our lobbying for the last <laughs> over Coast FM. Yeah, so <laughs> hopefully the result of that is more and more mm. music venues on the coast. Have you been to the Entrance Leagues Club out of curiosity? I have. You've seen a gig there? Uh, it's not the is entrance digger separate to the entrance league club? I think Edlong, you're Edlong digger. No, I no, think there is, a, not, there is one is in the entrance, I'm pretty sure. There is, yeah. Diggers at the entrance, dare to be different. <laughs> you just sung on the radio. Yeah, there yes. we go. But you've heard that jingle before, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think I have. No? Yeah, that's why I've never even heard it. <sighs> yeah, because I have played there quite a few times. I'm pretty sure it's called the diggers, yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I don't think I've been to the entrance. I think the, the leagues club... Is I think it's just before. Yeah, I think as I've you're coming past from it. this uh, end of the no, coast. I don't think I've seen the show. But there. the reason I bring that up because the Sea Gypsies did a gig there, mm. and they were really impressed by the venue. It's sort of like yeah. purpose built, like the acoustics and everything, the lighting, the stage, everything works really well. As opposed to the beery, where you've got a pole and yeah. it's tucked in the corner <laughs> and insulation's not great. The old yeah. beery. The old beery. Yeah, so hopefully yeah. an improvement. But yeah, it's good, and hopefully we can see there. You know, in the future on a. More local than Taree. Yeah. But this Taree place, you said live stream. So is this kind of yeah. like a really good live stream joint? Like yeah. So it's actually built pretty much for live streams. Wow. But there is, you know, seats there and there can be people live as well. Um, there's like a little bar and snacks and stuff, which is always good. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of it was kind of built. I think they had it before, but really, you know, started going in this year when we were doing a lot of live streams. So they've been really popular. And, yeah, I did one live stream there and just loved the quality and everything. So I just decided to do another one. I was going to ask that question, whether they had always done it or whether since COVID they've just sort mm. of changed their model and reinvested to mm. be more of a live stream. Because we've seen that with a few, like, picture theatres or, like, there was a theatre, we covered it in the music news a couple of, a few months yes. ago. Oh, no, I know. You remember what we're yeah, talking about? Town. Yeah. But, yeah, we have seen some venues sort of, yeah, develop and transform mm. their model. But they were, if they were doing it beforehand, they're well and truly ahead of the curve. Yeah, I don't know exactly what they were doing beforehand, but they were doing some sort of live streams. I think not for um, so much music. I think for, you know, a few other things. So, but yeah, they, you know, went off in COVID because that's what everyone wanted to do. So they've been really popular. Yeah, that guy Joe might be interested in the um, in the Net Tari Geeks. venue. Yeah. 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 We, um, yeah. yeah, have you heard of Net Gigs? No, you don't listen to our podcast, clearly. <laughs> we, um, we, we spoke to um, Joy Ward, who's the owner and founder of NetGigs, and mm. they're all about live streaming music. And yeah. they're, they're really growing quite rapidly. Yeah. yeah thanks like, to yeah. us, no doubt. Definitely. From when we spoke to <laughs> you. But we will get on to your newest re- oh, drop the physical CD. This is the downside yeah, of physical proof, CDs. We are, we're not joking. He nearly dropped it. <laughs> it's a lot better than just opening a link to a Dropbox or yeah. something like that. It's much more personal. It's yeah. cool to look through it all. The new one, Waste My Time. What's this one about? Yeah, so this one I didn't actually write. So this one um, I got a publishing deal last year and as part of that they kind of give you um, a whole lot of songs from their artists that you can kind of choose to record if you want to. Um, And I was a bit hesitant to do it. I know a lot of artists do it, um, especially country artists, but I think I was just a bit hesitant because I'd always, you know, release my own stuff um, and it feels 
I guess, a bit more impersonal in a way. Um, and I knew people would probably ask about it. So I'm like, who did you write this one with? Um, well, that's okay. <laughs> like us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just kind of, I was going down the track, um, the tracks that they sent through and I just listened to this song and I was like, that's so me. And I just thought that I did write it. <laughs> Even though I didn't. So I knew that I had to record it. It's by, um, yeah, three amazing Nashville writers. And um, when I kind of bought it out, they were so supportive um, as well, which is awesome because they don't have to do that, obviously. So that was awesome. That's cool. Well, maybe it was written for you. Maybe it was. <laughs> well, I, so I heard Matthew McConaughey, he was on a podcast, he was interviewed, and he was telling a story how his parents, like he just completely plagiarized a paper in school. Mm. And he, I think it was his mum asked him, was like, well, what's this about? And then he says what it's about. It's like, so that's what you believe this to be about? And he's like, yes. He's yeah. like, well, then that is your writing. Like you understand that, you can mm. explain that, that's yours. Yeah. It's, like, it's not quite how it works, yeah, it's a little bit. But, like, for you with this song, if you can relate to it and understand it, yeah, then like, you can sell it as something that's yours. So you exactly, still have that yeah. passion behind it. Yeah, and, like, people, you know, play covers all the time and mm. uh, a lot of covers, you know, I really relate to and I, you know, wish I wrote it. Um, and I think it was kind of one of those songs. But in, in this instance, you know, it wasn't a cover and I could actually record it and kind of make it my own, so it was cool. Mm. What were the differences... For this one, someone's written a song mm. compared to the one where you got so personal and like, you know, got very, quite vulnerable over. Yeah, definitely different. I think this one I could just kind of have fun with it um, yeah. and just really work on, I guess, the production, how I wanted it to sound. Um, Pressure's you know, off a bit. Yeah. And it's not like a song that's, you know, about this deep and meaningful thing. It's just really a fun song. Um, so I could kind of just take that into it um, and just really make it something that people are going to fun and, you know, a bit of a summer anthem when they're driving in their car in the summer. So, yeah, that was kind of what, what I went into it doing. Well, we're heading into summer right now. Yes. It's a great time to play it. Yeah. We won't waste any more of your time. Hey. Thank you very much for joining us in the studio. I can't wait to see what you do in 2021. Thank you so much and thanks for having a chat. Thank you. No worries. Cool. Felt weird saying 2021 then. I know. You're used to that now. I know. I haven't even said it yet, I don't think. (laughs) Scary. Hold off for as long as you can.